Everyone has a story. Everyone starts somewhere. Let's go back to the beginning. Each week, we'll chat with local professionals and hear about the goals and plans they had in high school and then connect the dots to the present day. This is personal. This is all about connections. This is College and Career Corner. Welcome to this week's installment of College and Career Corner. I'm your host, Andre Anderson, Senior Coordinator for MBRT's Next Generation Scholars. I am so delighted to have back at KCHS, but first time in the studio, we have Mark Berry. Welcome. Welcome. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. I'm so excited to be back at my alma mater where I dedicated so many years of, you know, classes and um, just camaraderie yeah so good to have you back woohoo so exciting well I'm I'm I want to dive into your your current position um, can you share what your what your role is currently what you're at the moment doing so currently I serve as the director of the trio upper bound program at Chesapeake College yes I'm so excited so we kind of got connected reconnected through that program and I thought we got to get Mark on the show so I love this um, I want to do one of the things that I love about this show we talk about uh, careers and, and what's happening right now in your in your life and your role but I like to go back so Back to Kent County High School, junior, senior year. What were you thinking you wanted to pursue? Oh, man. (laughs) Take me back. (laughs) Yes, a walk down memory lane. Um, In the beginning of high school, I actually wanted to be a kindergarten teacher. (gasps) Oh, my. I love that. So the passion for, you know, education was instilled in me at a young age. So kindergarten was where I felt I could, you know, make the most impact. Yeah. Um, but after having a younger brother, um, <laughs> he ru- are, you ruined it. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we are eight years apart. Yeah. Um, so, you know, helping my mother with him and having a younger brother, I was like, eh, quickly, no, maybe that's not where I want to, you know, have my focus in education. They're so uh, sticky. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that's- I was just like, maybe I could focus elsewhere and my talents and skill sets might be better used elsewhere. So yeah. I decided that, you know, I wanted to be a high school history teacher. Yes. So I was here. Here, um, actually, in uh, 12th grade, we took a, a principles of um, business class mm-hmm. with uh, Mrs. Bostick. Uh-huh. Um, and we did, we had to do like a budget and map out our life. Yeah. And then quickly realized that maybe education at that point wasn't where I wanted to end up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually decided to go to school for business. Um, which is oddly enough, I just was like education at this point, you know, maybe that's something I can pick up. I can be an instructor or a professor somewhere down the line. Sure. Um, but decided, you know, in high school, I definitely wanted to move into that K through 12 education realm. Yeah. So since a young age or like education. So funny story in high school, I wanted to be a history teacher, too. Wow. That's yeah, crazy. I know. Look at that connection. <laughs> so, what was it? What What was it about history? Was there a particular um, time period or location? Did you like more um, United States history or more world? Or um, I actually like the Civil Rights era. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, so that era of time, there's a lot of history and change that's happening there. Yeah. So that's kind of where I wanted to to focus my energy if I was going to be a high school history teacher. Yeah, and particularly, so the thing I think that made me want to do it, I had this eighth grade teacher shout out Miss Herzog. She'll never hear this, but <laughs> <laughs> that was in Ohio. Uh, but she gave me this book called Lies My Teacher Told Me, mm-hmm. and it 
it talks about all of the things that are just not in the curriculum that we don't get a chance to learn. And for me, I was just like, there's so much, like there's so much more we could do. And that's why I wanted to do it. Yeah. (laughs) It's crazy. Yeah. I love that. So that changed. And why, why did it, why did it veer away from history? Was it just teaching altogether that you just didn't want to do? It was the education field altogether. At that Mm -hmm. time when I was um, applying to school and I was looking at potential majors, um, education and teachers just weren't, I mean, they're still not paid enough, um, but they weren't paid enough at that time. And at that time, you know, you are young, so you're thinking money, 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 Mm -hmm. instead of follow you know your true passion yeah so that was the pivot to business because if I I knew that if I got a business degree um in something general that I could you know be fit anywhere in the in uh you know corporate America mm-hmm. and rise up the ladder really quickly and make money fast I yeah. guess you could say yeah that's true I was just in a 10th grade classroom and I had a student say I'm I'm not looking at anything that's not six figures and I was like okay right (laughs) all right that's gonna quickly change here we go (laughs) here it is so uh, that's really that's really funny so you got to college decided to major in business what did you like about business um, so the major that I actually chose when I was in college, I was a human resource major. Ah, um, so right. business administration with a concentration in human resources. Got it. So I like the fact that I could still touch people and have the, that conversation and talk and still, you know, kind of advocate for them, which is the part of education that I thoroughly enjoy. Yeah. Um. So, yes, I thought that I could, you know, go into business and advocate for, you know, employer uh, employee rights mm-hmm. and, you know, making sure their salaries matched, you know, the cost of living so i i like that part of it mm-hmm. now could you imagine having worked in hr during covid no <laughs> <laughs> no Bless <I> could, them <laughs> yes i could not have imagined that. i know that was a definitely difficult time yeah so all right so walk us through there so how did you let's connect the dots to the present day so how did you go from business administration human resources to where you are today So, oddly enough, (laughs) right? Oddly enough, when I was in college, um, I worked in the student affairs office. And the student affairs office, for those that might not know, is an office where you can literally go to and they can help you with anything and everything. But they really focus on student engagement, student leadership, residence life, Greek life, things of that nature. Um, Just they focus on really getting you involved in the in the campus community. So I started a job as a work study student at the front desk, mm-hmm. just managing the front desk, you know, doing those odds and tasks. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. From, you know, it opened up so many doors to become a student leader. So I was president of the residence hall association. I was vice president of the student government association as a freshman. So there were Dang. those opened up those opportunities. Yeah. So oddly enough, um, I lived on uh, campus. So I went to a residential program and um, they had resident assistants. Mm-hmm. So the opportunity came about to apply to become a resident assistant. I applied and was hired my second year, so my sophomore year. I held that position from sophomore year to senior year. And when I tell you, I thoroughly enjoyed my experience just having those touch points with students Mm -hmm. and, you know, helping them through some of the same things that I went through um, as a freshman, as a sophomore, you know, as a junior, as I, you know, articulated and seeing how my supervisors worked. I was like, wait. They're having fun with this. So and that's I a job and you get paid yeah, for this? Exactly. So I was like, I can have fun mm-hmm. like for the rest of my life. All right, yeah. let's do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they walked me through the process as to how to start a career in, in higher education. Yeah. Um, and I started graduate school and I became the first ever graduate resident assistant at Goldie Beacon College. They created this position. We 
and I helped them create it. We kind of molded it and shaped it, and I was able to get a master's degree for free. They, wow. I lived on campus for free. I did my laundry for free. I had a large meal stipend that would carry me throughout the semester. Yeah. Um, so just that experience and, you know, wanted to cultivate that for other people kind of jump-started that whole um, my whole trajectory to where I am now. That's amazing. It's funny because I was literally just talking with these 10th grade students about how they could create a job if one doesn't exist. And yes, they were like, can. what? And I was like, yes, there are jobs that do not currently exist that you are going to have in the future. And you did it. Yes. Your yeah. your merit, your scholarship, you know, your your charisma, your personality and your passion can literally open up those doors for you and you know, if it did, if it happened for me, little a little old boy, literally from Chestertown, Maryland, <laughs> you know, and I, yeah. I mean, I say that because Chestertown is a big place, but it's still a very small yeah. area. Sure. If I can do that, I know that other people, no matter what college or university they choose, can do the same thing. Yeah. So that has kind of carried you that that passion of helping other people has carried you through to your current position. Yes. Yeah. That and the the. The passion that I have for education was instilled in me at a young age. Yeah. Um, my two late grandmothers on both sides of my family um, instilled that in me. Like the only way that you are going to be successful and the one thing that people cannot take away from you is what you know, your knowledge and your mm. education. So seek that. Yeah. Carry that with you. And those words have literally stuck with me to this very point and now I'm, I'm in a doctoral program right I was gonna say <laughs> it has definitely made an impression on you because you're still taking classes I am yeah that's so exciting so what is your doctoral program for so my doctoral program I'm actually um, taking classes right now at the Bowie State University um, Maryland's oldest HBCU and I'm in the doctoral of educational leadership program <laughs> Um, we have a ton of concentrations to choose from, and we're not technically supposed to choose one yet because we're mm. supposed to be in the thinking stages. But I've definitely, in my mind, already declared my concentration, and I'm going to concentrate in social justice. Awesome. Wow. And that's that's kind of like I've heard a lot of people doing that program or going into that program with Bowie State. So they're doing something right to attract really great educators and and keep people learning and growing. And that's awesome. Yes, I think I'm I'm on my third class. It hasn't felt felt like three classes, but I think <laughs> I'm on my third class and the knowledge that I've gained so far is unimaginable yeah unimaginable and the networking i'm oh sure the goodness. people that you're getting to because once you get to this level right i mean the people that are taking these courses are very invested in education and, yes yeah yes and just the the levels of responsibilities that they have in their respective school districts their mm -hmm. respective colleges um i mean i've met other students that aren't even in maryland so it's yeah. been an amazing experience that's awesome and lifelong learner yes yeah definitely you have I, to be yeah and i i'm sure when you're working with students and and helping encourage them they're probably very like impressed with what you've done and what you're continuing to do and you're walking the walk you're not just saying go do this you're like no. here walk i'm doing this too we're doing this together i just firmly believe that you know you you can't yeah. There's no way possible that you can encourage a, a student to go to college or, you know, in, encourage a student to be a lifelong learner if you're not actually eluding that yourself. Yeah. So you have to, like you said, you got to walk the walk. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think is the most, like, amazing thing you've learned so far in your doctoral program? Honestly, one of the most amazing things I think I've learned so far is, is a reminder to myself is that as a leader, it's okay to take a break. Mm. What? <laughs> and what I is have, that word? No. Exactly. I have heard that, you know, con like constantly, 
but hearing it from my instructor and who was you know a retired superintendent and now mm-hmm. she's you know a um a professor just it's okay as a leader to say hey give me one second to recoup yeah because at the end of the day you know you are if you're running half full how are you ever going to be able to affect the change and advocate the way that you need to for students if you don't have enough gas in your tank 100 percent, like the putting the oxygen mask on yourself first exactly yeah, yeah. exactly you want your program to be good and you want people to, to yes. learn and grow from it. So it has to be as complete and as great as you can offer it. Exactly. Yeah. So what do you what do you think you're working toward? Are you just not sure yet? Oh, no, I am very sure. OK. And this also came about when I was in college. Um, I'm working towards my end goal is to be president of a college or a university. Yes, I love <laughs> that. I, that is that's been the goal since my senior year. Yeah. And I knew totally that higher happen. education was where I wanted to be. Yeah. Do you care where you go? I do not care where. Yeah. Um, I just want to be someplace that has a need. Yeah. And where I can make the greatest impact. Uh, I'm all about leaving a legacy behind. Yeah. That's it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I chills. I love <laughs> it. I love it. I love it. So what do you think? So what I mean, there's no looking at looking at college presidents. And um, I actually when I worked at Washington College, I sat on the recruitment board mm-hmm. for for the president so I got to like see that process and they all had such different backgrounds like yes. where they came from where they worked some worked in um, higher ed student affairs some were in the business world mm-hmm. some so I mean there's really they come no, from all over yeah there's and that's something I like to try to encourage students too there's no one perfect pathway there is there's not. just the pathway that you are are going through and being curious and asking questions yes. and, and 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 educating yourself exactly. and networking that's how you get where you want to be exactly um, so what do you think is like you know what are your what are your like stepping stones or what do you what do you anticipate i think the the first thing that i knew i wanted to do when you know seeking out this big dream of mine is just what you said like I had to know I have to know a little bit about everything yeah so in order to be a a president you know I knew that my business degrees would eventually come into play yes um because I not only have my bachelor's but I have two master's degrees one in financial management and one in marketing management yeah so I knew that you know the combination of my bachelor's and my master's would come into play at some point so there's my my business Mm -hmm. you know side there um and I knew that I needed some experience in college admissions because my entire um, professional experience has been in either residence life or student engagement. Right. So that was the need to, you know, switch over and, and move into trio because they cover a lot of different ground, even oh, the student yeah. engagement piece, you know? Yeah. So you have to set yourself up in, in that way. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the things that I kind of anticipated was like, hey, in order to be a college president, I need to be well-rounded. Absolutely. Um, and this position that I have, you know, it brings in some grand experience. Yeah. It brings in... Um, you know, the admissions piece, it brings in the uh, application piece, the college application process. So it brings in a lot of those different missing pieces that I've been, you know, lacking from just solely working in student engagement. So you have to, you know, look at your end goal and kind of connect those missing pieces. And that was the hugest missing piece that I personally had. Yeah, because admission is so critical for a college. Yes. Admission, advancement, all of those. There's so much that goes into that. Yeah. And there's so much, you know, sometimes there are so many barriers to that for students. So it's also, you know, knowing what you need to work around to Mm -hmm. in order to help. But for me, that was the biggest piece that I anticipated was like, hey, I need to know a little bit about a 
lot. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> kind of dabble in lots. Of, well, let's talk about Trio. Let's talk about the program because yes. it's it's new and coming to Kent County High School. It so is. let's talk about you know what what is Trio Upward Bound? What is it? So Trio Upward Bound is a federally funded program by the U.S. Department of Education that provides a lot of academic support and. Also, I like to add holistic support because that's truly what it is. Um, So we support the student academically, you know, checking in on their grades, making sure that they are, you know, they receive tutoring if they need help. And then also supporting them, um, taking them on trips so that they can see because that's a part of support as well. Mm -hmm. Taking them on trips so they can see other colleges, you know, and and doing that college prep work. But also taking them on trips so they can let their hair down and have a little fun. Yeah. Um, Because all of that is a part of the student support experience. But I also want to add that our program will also be supporting the student and making sure that they have food at home, Mm -hmm. making sure that they have access to technology, making sure they have access to Wi-Fi and doing what we can to support them in finding access to those things. Yeah. I love that. So really looking at the full the full students. The so we, full student. you can't just say, Oh, you need to further your education without knowing, you know, what's it like at home or exactly. what do you need at home or what are what are what needs are not currently being being met. Right. Because I think that one of the things that you know, we as educators sometimes forget is that the things that happen at home, the things that are going on at home, the things that the the adversities that they face in their home life mm-hmm. affect what happens here. Yeah. In the school setting. Yeah. And I, I'll say from the admissions side, like co- coming from the college admissions side, we totally, we would read stuff like that in essays, right. but had no idea until I started working with the high school students that that's such a huge part. And it even is. having studied like the hierarchy of needs, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, I know basic needs, safety, before you can get knowledge, like all of that yes. has to come. We know that and we studied it, mm-hmm. but it was not really kind of pushed into my head until working with high school students. And I I think that's because you got to look at the generations, you know? Mm No, I'm a a millennial. Mm -hmm. Hey, hey. I'm an an elder millennial. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. Millennial is millennial. So I think that the things that we dealt with in high school and the way that we compartmentalize and the way that we handle it were a lot different than the current generation. Yeah. You know, they've been through a lot. They've seen a lot. They were born in a lot you know 9-11 and things like that and then they are living because pandemic is still not over yeah they are shout out to my mom she's a nurse oh love that (laughs) um thank you for your thank you for being a nurse yes um they are living in a pandemic yeah and things shifted so you got to look at the current generation and where they are so they are internalizing and compartmentalizing things differently right so things are going to affect them differently than um you know, it affected us. Yeah, 100%. It's so different. And even working with students and applications now, it almost kind of looks like there's a gap because yes. for a couple of years, you know, maybe they had an after-school job, but um, athletics were kind of wonky. They were still mm-hmm. sort of happening, but there was a little gap. There wasn't a lot of opportunity to do community service because people were like, no, don't come in. Right. <laughs> we right. don't, only essential staff. Thank you. Exactly. Um, so it has been an interesting application season yes. helping helping these current seniors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. Oh, well, I love, I thank you for taking us on that journey. Love learning about, um, more about Upward Bound and you're actively recruiting. Yes, we yeah. are actively recruiting for Upward Bound right now. Um, again, we're recruiting high school students because the program is focused on high school students. Um, and we actually will be here at Kent County High School later this month um, during the lunch period to so talk to students and kind of interact and see what, what, their, what your dreams are, what your goals are, what your aspirations are, and how we can help you achieve those. Yeah, I love that. Um, 
So what are, for somebody that might be thinking, hey, I want to join Upward Bound, what are you looking for? So some of our, we have three main eligibility requirements and the student does not need to meet all three, um, but they at least need to meet one of them. Um, So first, the student has to be economically disadvantaged. So that just means that you have to be in need Mm -hmm. um, financially. Um, Two, you have to be a first-generation college student. We want to make sure we're touching base with those students. Um, So first-generation meaning that neither one of your parents, mother or father, has a bachelor's degree. Mm -hmm. And then third, we're looking for students who have an academic need. So if your GPA is a little bit below 2.5 or you, you you didn't do too well on your PSATs or your SATs and you're struggling a little bit, um, or if you just have no idea how to access college but you really want to go, those are some of the things and that need that can kind of be stretched just a little bit and we can kind of determine, um, you know, how we can help you based upon that last qualification. But you don't have to meet all three of them. Oh, great. And you're looking for how many students ideally? So we are looking for um, 30 students from King County High School. Nice. And they can be 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th? Yes. N- grades 9 through 12. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Well, we look forward to Karen. So I'm going to invite her on the show as well and yes. her coming here and, and doing doing some recruitment efforts. And hopefully you come back. Most definitely. Yeah. I will yeah. definitely be here, be around, and anytime um, that you need me to come back to the radio station, I'd be happy to. Like I said, being here is like nostalgia. I can remember, you know, walking down the halls as a high school student. (laughs) As you're walking the halls, you're like, oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah, Still looks the same, but that's a good thing. You know, it brings back a lot of memories. Yeah. What's something that you wish you had known your junior or senior year that you want to impart on these students? Follow your passion. Mm. If you initially in your heart, in your mind, body and soul want to do something, you know, don't allow money, don't allow people, mm-hmm. don't allow any fam- friends, family, don't allow anyone to deter you from what you really want to do. Um, follow that passion, because at the end of the day, you know, you could literally be sitting like I am in a position that I thoroughly enjoy. Yeah. You know, going to work every day is an absolute joy. Yeah. Waking up to go to work is an absolute joy. So if you follow your passion at a young age and you major in what you want to want, if that you, what you want to major in, you go to school and you know where you want to go to school mm-hmm. and you follow that, your wildest dreams can come true and doors will open that you cannot imagine. Yeah. What do you do? I mean, this conversation comes up sometimes. Students are have a hard time identifying what their passion is. Right. How do you, have you ever like workshop that with a student or what would you suggest they do to kind of figure out what that is? Start with figuring out what your interests are. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what your hot. Look at your hobbies, what you like to do on on a consistent basis. And I know a lot of students always get the answer, well, I don't know. Yeah. I think you do know. Somehow spending your time doing something. Exactly. You do know what you like to do. You know, even if it's video games, like my brother was an avid video game player. Yeah. And that's one of the things that, you know, his end goal is to, and I didn't even know this was a possibility, but his end goal is to move to California and be a video game player they yeah. make tons isn't, of money isn't as that a tester. crazy that's so crazy I can't believe that, people get paid to do that yes that wasn't <laughs> even an option for me yeah. but, so now that's what he's working towards yeah. you know he's out of school you know he's a, a, a you know college graduate but he's working to save up so that he can you know follow that dream yeah. so it's it's doing just that yeah just following I love it's that. following your passion yeah. from, an, from early on yeah Joseph Campbell and, follow your bliss that's my I have that written. That's my favorite quote. (laughs) Yes. And and let me just add to sometimes you can veer off of that path. Yeah. But it's always like I did. But it's always coming right back to it. 
because eventually the divine power is going to lead you back that way. Mm -hmm. So you might as well just follow it early on. Yeah. Something I didn't anticipate. And, you know, I went to a high school where it was like, it wasn't a question of, are you going? It was, where are you going to college? And I was a first generation college student. Like my parents didn't go. So, So um, but it was never like, it was always part of the conversation that I would go to college. And something I didn't anticipate um, coming here and working in in this role was the battles that students have to fight with their families yes. to pursue higher that education. Big. That is really yeah. Big. Like they're it's why would you there some of the conversations are like well why do you need to go what what do you need that for? And it took me a little to understand that dynamic. Yeah, and working in higher ed in the roles that I've been in and being a confidant to many students, some of them are support systems for their families. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, they are making money for their families. They're contributing to household bills. Um, Some have parents that are ailing, Mm -hmm. you know, as young as they are, you know, and to, you know, to watch that experience. Some, um, you know, they they have their, you know, their own fears, Mm -hmm. but sometimes their families can kind of play a little bit into those fears and manipulate them to stay. So there's a variety of different reasons. So I personally try to be compassionate to that Mm -hmm. and just try to say, okay, you know, if staying home is what you want to do, you know, here's what can happen if you go outside. But if you really want to stay at home and you want to stay close, here are your options. Right. Yeah. So it's just kind of, you know, under being understanding of that, but that does definitely does happen. And sometimes in some cases it, you know, it definitely does deter the student from, you know, moving forward. But there are still options. If you really want to go to college and, you know, that is happening, mm-hmm. there are still options for you to seek your edu- to achieve your educational goals, I should say, and, you know, make that happen for you. Yeah, that's good advice. It was something that was just so, even working at Washington College and having many conversations with, like, parents and, and kind of asking, like, did the student complete this application or did you complete this application? Yes. Where yep. they were like, forcing their students to go you know it's just such a different dynamic it is there is a a a change um from high school to to college Mm -hmm. there is a a shift there in in that dynamic um and i think it's because you know the student is going away yeah sometimes and sometimes this is a, a a new realm of life where you know the parent is no longer needed. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom, when I went to college, was just like, all right, this is what you want to do. I love you. If you need something, you know, call. And <laughs> yeah. she left. And I was like, wait, no. no. <laughs> but, um, you know, there's that that change that happens. And I think, you know, that early nester syndrome and parents sometimes starts to set in and they want to, you know, be hands on. So yeah. I just look at it from that perspective. I always try to see things from um, a glass half rather have empty so yeah try to give everybody and, the benefit of the doubt and knowing that our generation are the parents that we're currently working with right and yes. they're just very different than our parents generation yes. and what their needs are what they're what they need to know and what how much they want to be involved and all of that so definitely most yeah. definitely yeah oh i love that any final words of of wisdom or anything else like how can how can um, students find out more about the upward bound program so if you want to find out more about Upper Bound, you can visit www.chesapeake.edu slash Upper Bound, or you can email us at upwardbound at chesapeake.edu. You have try, you have rehearsed that. That was beautiful. <laughs> I, I have. I think I've said it enough at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And then, of course, um, Karen Lucchetti. 
Lucetti. 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 Yes. Karen Lucetti. I love She's that. She's such a sweetheart. She is so sweet. She is going to be um, at King County High School to promote the program a little bit more. And then um, <clears throat> she'll be here once a week or a couple times a week. So we're looking at um, once a week to start just to see student need and, yeah. and how much students are going to need her. And then we'll adjust it as students, you know, request her to be here. But, you know, we're also going to be communicating via various methods. We all have cell phones. And I know mm-hmm. that is the wave yep. um, nowadays. So. <laughs> She can be be available via text, FaceTime, phone calls, Zoom, Microsoft Teams, Google Meet, yeah. in whatever capacity if she's not physically here on campus. So we just want to make sure we accommodate the student in any way that they feel comfortable. Yeah, it blows my mind. I went to college with a, um, a dorm phone. I didn't even have a cell phone. <laughs> we had a calling card. See, and I went yeah. to college and I had a cell phone. There you go. See, there you go. That's wow, just wild. But we, they, they, you can get a hold of them if you need to, basically, is what he's saying. Yes, so. in any way that makes you comfortable. I love that. Awesome. Well, we look forward to more. I look forward to having Karen on the show. And of course, we'll have you back. We've got we to follow this journey. Most definitely. I love it. Thank you so much, Mark. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Well, that is our show for this week. We will be back next week with a special edition for Valentine's Day. I have a friend who is a counselor coming to talk about self-care tips. So join us next Tuesday right here on WKHS. You're listening to 90.5 WKHS Warden.